And we're rolling. Your turn to start this week. Well, this week is has been a different week for us because late Tuesday night, the Prime Minister called an emergency press conference and New Zealand, well, Auckland anyway, was going back into lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was happening at midday the following day. So that was, yeah, going to be midday Wednesday. And mm. I was meant to be having my my half day of work on Wednesday morning. That's right. I remember. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, half back a few days now. It's felt like a long few days, yeah, actually. It was, was like a week ago. <laughs> I know. That's lockdown for you. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's... I definitely had my moment of yeah. going like, oh man, and um, just knowing everything that it meant again, but it didn't, it wasn't level four, which is our strongest one where we don't see anyone other than our, the yeah. four people in our house. Yeah. You know, you can't buy anything online. You can't like nothing. The mm. only place you could go is the supermarket and the only people you see is, or I would see is you and the two boys. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, I mean, that was a hard month that we did that back in March. But I've remembered actually level three wasn't that bad because we could merge with one other family. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to merge with our neighbors who basically we share a house in a way. And that was just great for me. That was all it took because... It means that the boys have someone to play with other than just me. So, because that's the pressure point. Yeah, it? that's the pressure point for me. Is like when both of them, who are, and they're both so different and love doing such different things, want me to play with them the whole time. Yeah. Every time. So, yeah, it's just, it's slightly more lenient limitations and that type of thing. And it's just, yeah, it's going to be fine. So, I had my <laughs> moment of like going, oh man. But, yeah, level three is not too bad. So it's going to be fine. Um, So, yeah, I I guess that morning, my morning of my work morning was a little bit like I struggled to concentrate. My head was going over all, okay, lockdown at midday today. Mm. What are the things that I need to do to get our family in order? Mm. So I was struggling a little bit to concentrate. But I had my story, Muse storytelling course to fall back onto and that was just really good because they were it, like structuring my time for me and basically as I was learning, I was applying what I was learning to this video that I'm doing at the moment, yeah, that I'm in okay. pre-production for, for Graham yeah. and his ENT practice. So it's not obviously the type of thing that I the type of subject that I want to be doing long term, but mm. it was it's what I've decided to kind of get myself back into things. The tools, yeah. Yeah. And to be honest with you, as I was doing this storytelling course, I wanted to do it because I um I didn't want to start this new season of work. The rats want to run around in the house. Yeah. That was Gian, our almost four-year-old. He's having his birthday next weekend, which also will be a lockdown party now. Well, yeah, we'll find out today. Today we'll find out. It'll definitely be Give us another announcement. Yeah. Anyway, so 
I decided to do the Muse storytelling course because I felt a little bit... Which is an online course. It's an online course. And it gives you videos and then content? Yeah. Too. And it's super practical. Like, actually yeah, taking your hand, basically, and walking you through step-by-step step your project. Oh, and asking you brilliant questions and getting you to think about the right kinds of things to create a brilliant story. So what would be something that stood out from that so far, like in a, like just to help uh, me understand? A lot of it is stuff that, I mean, a lot of the basic content is stuff that I already know. Okay. They do have a way of teaching you that, or walking you through it with your own project that I'm finding really helpful for me because I'm rusty at the moment. Sure. Having been out of the game for, well, four years of having kids and then before that I was doing the acting stuff, so about eight years yeah sure so yeah it was just it's been really good bringing everything back bringing everything back and as i've been doing it i've actually started getting excited okay which is good because i've been going through for a few weeks of second guessing again like do i want to be doing this Mm. is this really what i want to be doing and partly i recognize that that is due to the fact that i am still in this current season Mm. which is one of being a full-time mum and wanting to be here and more and more as I get the chance to move out of it, realizing more and more how lucky I am and how much I really do actually enjoy, enjoy with inverted commas. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, well, it's such a, it's such a, I enjoy the time of being with the boys, but enjoy in this context is just, it's a very nuanced word and a new, very nuanced experience. And all parents know that, that, yeah, yeah but I love it and I don't. But he will turn it louder soon. Um, we just turned it down when we we're doing this recording, buddy. But we'll turn it up again as soon as we've finished this. We're going to be done soon, okay? So we've just got... Um, so our one-year-old is sleeping and our three-year-old Gian is on the screen. <laughs> He's watching something on YouTube. Mag- magnet balls. Magnet... Okay, magnet Making balls. cars and houses and stuff. <sighs> um, Yeah. So anyway, at least it was nice to feel that bit of excitement again. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because I was learning something new. It was, was going beyond the the, the boundary of where I had stopped the okay. last time. And that was part of the reason I wanted to do a course was I didn't want to pick up where I left off from. I wanted to pick sure. up and have some extra input so that I can push things further along. Okay. So yeah, it's been really good. And... Yeah, like I said, I was applying the concepts to the pre-production work I was doing with Ray- Graham's okay. videos right away. Cool. It was great, like working on angles again and questions and that kind of thing. So There's something to be said for having a project while you're learning or like yes, at least so much. Like feeling the challenge or the limitations when you're in the project and go, oh, mm. I need to be able to solve this and then having the learning right there. Mm. So good. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, that's really um, cool. But again, it also the course wouldn't have been as valuable if I was just taking in with theory and didn't have a yeah yeah I think that's often the case project yeah so, so that's me so so what does it mean in terms of um oh yeah where is the project at when you say pre production I don't well I've still got a few weekend so pre production basically just means um, researching the content that you want to include in the video setting up stories I mean the, sorry not stories questions. Okay, sure. Um, figuring out some angles, kind of starting to get an idea. Like with pre, 
pre-filming interviews with them, like so you have conversations with them to figure out what types of content you want in it and start making connections with what he's saying to be able to build out a story and then, um, yeah, putting it into questions. And obviously I'm taking longer at this than what I usually would. One, because it's broken down to four hours a week, which practically comes to about three hours a week of solid work. And yeah, I am doing it slower than I would have when I was a journalist because I don't have a deadline that day. I am filming at the beginning of October if we're out of lockdown. Sure. Okay. I'll see. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I like how you do, it's always fascinated me, how do you do this part where you kind of somehow get a story to emerge out of nothing? <laughs> like it's like, mm. well, there's an area, a topic, there's, there's a goals for the project, but it's fascinating to me how you like find ways to get people to talk mm. about things that are interesting. So... Um, <laughs> Gee, buddy. Do you want to come say hi on the podcast? You're just making funny sounds while trying to watch something. I guess this is different. Usually he'd be at kindergarten right now, but (laughs) while we're doing our podcast, but this is lockdown life, isn't it? (laughs) It's kind of cool that we're joining up with the rest of the world for a while because for the last hundred days or whatever, we were out of any kind of lockdown and back to complete normality. Yeah, pretty much. It did feel a little bit like, it felt surreal, to be honest, and a little bit like we were on the outside. I know that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's ridiculous, but in a way I'm kind of, I'm liking the camaraderie, joining the the rest of the world. (laughs) Part of this humanity level thing. (laughs) This global pandemic again. Humanity FOMO. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the global FOMO. Thing again, yeah, global FOMO. There is something about like um, participating in something beyond yourself, which is interesting, but I'm not sure if that normally applies to pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy oh, time yeah. around, I say. So. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I guess part of it was also you can get com- like can get complacent and, and not necessarily identify with the struggles people have yes. when, when things have been so good here. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I mean, so far, there are only like, they put us into lockdown when there were four community transmitted cases, you know, which Mm. some other countries would laugh at that going like, you're going into lockdown over four cases. Yeah. But it's the way New Zealand's done it the whole way, you know, like go early, go hard and it's worked for us. And yeah. And I don't think it's so much about the four cases as the fact that they can't trace anything. Yeah. So those, like the, the kind of cases they are, it's unknown and we don't know where they're coming from mm. or how thing. And this is what yeah. they've said to us. And uncover. since then it did show that out from those four cases. And I think there are a few outliers as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's been another dozen or two dozen cases. Yeah. So yeah. No, it's good. All right, buddy, we're almost done. Yeah, we can turn it up, bub. Um, yeah, I guess what's going to be interesting is, um, like, how we run the projects now in lockdown, like, as we'll be home, and um, particularly yourself. Like, so Yeah, I did, think for you, the boys are used to you going off to work, because you've been working f- from home. Since the last lockdown. Yeah. And, but remember, we didn't think that that was possible. We're like, oh, That I, you'd be able to work from home. Yeah. But yeah. then it worked out. It worked I think for a while. Be... They get the concept that you're working and then you're off limits. Yeah. Of it. I mean, obviously. It'd be harder with you. Yeah, it is. But 
we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Whether I go sit outside in the car so I'm out of sight, out of mind, and they can't, they can still go everywhere in the house and yeah. not see me, or just go sit in the car down the road or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Cool. So, so it sounds like um, this course has been quite well timed and it's giving um, some helpful input into the project. Yeah. Cool. Really good. Nice. Anyway, let's move on to you. Yeah. Um, so I had um, more conversations um, with founders and, and kind of starting to... So I've been getting feedback on the prototype. So remember how last time I created a landing page? Of this predator, this little product called Hay. <laughs> Is that what you called it? Hay. Hay. With a wave. And it's like a, a feedback tool, a simple yeah. feedback tool that you kind of you put a, a bit of a code into your product, into your web app, and then it has a little feedback button. You mm-hmm. press it, and it helps guide customers to give good feedback. So I sent it out, and then um, it was interesting getting some of the early stuff back from that because it hasn't been too long since I sent that out, but it's starting to come back in. People kind of, you can see people um, just thinking it through, like how would this, um, like how would it shape their customer feedback as it comes in? Um, And this is, I think, where the rubber hits the road, where people start to kind of think about it in their everyday work and their product building um this is what i want so um yeah so i've already kind of gone so now it's the kind of iteration side so i'm already kind of thinking well there's actually probably a few different question sets you could have rather than the one that i showed there and um so so i'm learning just around like the founder's mindsets as to like what their prediction is as to what will be helpful for the customers Mm. so um yeah so it's a funny thing here because you want at this stage i think or the way I'm thinking about it anyway, is that um, you've got this idea, so this prototype, which I've kind of fleshed out in this visualized landing page, which looks like the product, but it actually isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just an image, and they, everyone knows that. So um, so we're having conversations now around this, this visualized future. So when you're talking to founders, you're having conversations around... This, this product that you've started building or the yeah. prototype yeah so practically i created this pdf page which looks like a, a, a screenshot kind of of a landing page mm-hmm. so i've sent that to them as yeah. part of the conversation what so we're having conversation have you been getting um well like i said it's quite early but um it's around the particular questions as people are sitting with it and going i'm just imagining what kind of feedback would come in from my customers mm. uh, and that's helping me kind of think about slightly adjusting the questions mm. I've been thinking about it anyway, having it a way that founders could customize the questions anyway. Yeah. But it'd be kind of cool to have a few question sets there that actually, so they don't question have to Question sets script. are a great idea. Man, yeah. so they don't questions, have to... having a good question is invaluable. Yeah. The challenge That's so for... hard to come up with. And the, the, the additional problem with a good question is that most of um, what makes a good question is timing. Mm-hmm. It's the right question yeah. to write, and that that's hard. How um, do you do that on a something that's going to be stagnant? I guess or unless you yeah. try and figure out a way of making it. Yeah, it kind of depends where they put it in their product, like where they put it on the homepage of their product. So, so just think like Evernote. You log into Evernote, and you've got mm. all your notes there. Do you put it there? Do you put it in a note, or do you put it in the support section, or do you put it like? Mm. Who knows? Um, Man, this is the thing. Hey, with creating a new product it's like like there are a 
thousand little decisions to make every day. Yeah. And this is what I remember with becoming a parent. That's what shook me the most was the the sheer volume yeah. of little decisions that you're bombarded with at any one moment. Yeah. Because they're all connected. Exactly. Somehow. Like exactly. that is just oh man, it's that's tough. That's challenging, yeah. Yeah. It can become disorientating in a way where you're like, well, things could go like this. There's there's this kind of weird tension where it's almost like there's there's unlimited possibility, but there's also no, like it's almost overwhelming that there's no possibility. <laughs> it's like mm, you feel almost like trapped in a corner, but and not knowing which way to go. Yeah, or it can it can Paralyzed. become paralyzing. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, sometimes at any one, if you took a snapshot at any one moment in time, and you kind of thought, well, what I know right now, I don't know what to do. But I think what's helpful is that just trusting that over time things. So if it's not. What do you do in that time though? Over the time, like, what have been some of the things that you've felt helpful, found Mm -hmm. helpful to get you out of that paralyzed state? Well, intuitively, what I want to do is I want to grab as much more information as I can to try and solve the problem right then. Uh So that's what I'm physiologically trying to do. Yeah. But what I've, what I'm doing, and I think this is just from observing other people or from just general advice that founders give, is just giving it time and just not trying to solve it today. Um, and just waiting for other inputs to come in. Yeah, exactly. So that, it might that, be trust having, trusting or relying on another conversation that you're going to be having. Hmm. Knowing that in these next 10 conversations, hopefully there'll be something that moves it along a bit. Yeah, and the patterns between them all. So it's easy to try and think after one conversation that you've had today going, all right, now what do I do? And it's like, I've just heard this and that's different from what I thought. And mm. But then, and you can make a decision off the back of that and go, actually, okay, now this is what I'm going to do. But then you have another conversation, you're like, now this is what I want to do. So I think what is, this is back to Rahul's advice of just talk to a lot of people yeah, and then let your intuition be informed by that yeah yeah so over time so if i think back over the 31 conversations i've had i was about to ask how many you've had (laughs) (laughs) um there's there are some patterns so at a high level at a pattern level um what i'm honing in on is this this issue that um with customer feedback one of the um things you want to get right is you want to start the conversation well um and you want to try and get because a lot of people either don't get conversations with customers especially the silent majority of people that don't bother filling in feedback forms um although there are you you need to think about feedback forms which is kind of where i started um so i'm just honing in on this like simple question how do you start a good conversation with a customer um and technically speaking that could just be like a slightly updated feedback form but then thinking more broadly well well, what kind of maybe emails could be sent out or messages that are timed well could be sent out or ways to respond to questions that are, that are conversations that are started by the customers. or So that's you know the what? area. I actually think that you need to have a listen to the videos in this storytelling course that okay. I'm doing, especially the first few modules. Okay. Could really help you with this particular question. 
Okay. Because good questions lead to great stories, right? And you want really good stories to inform your founders on what to build, right? Stories slash good feedback. Yeah, often, I think this is right. I, I often talk about, um, so I was talking to a guy in Canada this morning and he was he was just about to start some emails to ask his customers about a particular direct, like he's looking at some features to mm-hmm. um, or feature ideas to build into the product. And he wants to get some feedback. And um, yeah, I often go to, if you want feedback, try to get stories. Because uh, it's easy just to go give um, ask people for yes-no answers. And you just miss all the context as to why they're trying mm-hmm. to do it. Whereas a story reveals people's motivations and you see how things connect for people. Mm. So yeah, I think you do. And I think great questions evoke stories. Um and, but it's just getting the story about the right thing. Mm-hmm. This is the, the, the challenge. But yeah. So yeah, there's something I just wonder whether there. you need a bit of input. Like a bit of input from a completely different... Um, what would you call it? Like... Vocation? Yeah. Not yep. vocation, like... Um, yeah. Completely different field. Field, yep. yeah. Yep. And I think this, this stuff, like it won't take you a very long time because you're not going to be sitting and taking notes on everything and applying it to whatever you're just going to listen through the videos and actually get pull out a few things yeah. that works for your particular context yeah. which won't be as much as what works for my context because yeah. mine's it's very specifically catered towards me but i do think there's going to be there'll be some helpful things actually okay well i mean totally i mean i'll be continuing the conversations with people but to add other inputs you kind of i mean the way i'm thinking about it is just that my intuition has just been informed mm. uh, from multiple different inputs mm. over time yeah and it just needs its time mm. uh, there's no fast track on the human brain i don't think mm. but um yeah i mean i think some people would say well we'll just build something and then um, and then you'll figure it out. But, I, yeah, I do think... Well, you kind of are, in a way, at least building... Oh, I have. Well, this is the thing. I've already, I've and already that's built. really helping, yeah. Yeah, I've already built something. Um, and you often see the majority of... They say, like, 9 out of 10 things fail, so you can build something and then fail. The key thing is, like, have you learnt anything? Um, mm. have, have you got, like, more insight about this, more familiar with this area of how feedback is done? Um, mm. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Do you feel um, like you're feeling less vulnerable these days with putting something out there and knowing it'll get critiqued? And like, because uh, I know for me, I just struggle with that um, that fear of failure and putting things out there. And it's so vulnerable to put something out there and then it getting crushed by feedback or whatever. Yeah. You've been doing that now more and more. Yeah. Has it become easier and has it become less big and less vulnerable? Yeah, I my I guess where I'm at on that thing is um, I'm okay putting things out there. What's hard for me at the moment, I was just chatting to this guy, this, actually over email, so I'm talking to this another guy I was chatting to on email about some of the prototypes. He was one of the guys giving me feedback. I find it a little awkward asking for money. Um, that part <laughs> so, so it's one thing to say hey here's the cool thing you could start using it and then you could like you could so go on the free tier and then and maybe you don't it... mind people coming back and saying no nah, man those questions don't work at all or no, like... no, no, no not really um, now yeah um, I don't mind that because I'm not so much thinking about it as like my idea because I'm 
I basically want to change the idea based on fear. So I'm actually wanting it to change. Right. Um, oh, that's a really good posture, actually, to hold that line yeah. of going like, nothing's ever going to be perfect, so I want it to keep changing, so yeah. show me how I can keep changing. That's, huh, that for some reason takes it away completely from the framework of failure. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Yeah, I kind of held this broad idea is that I assume that we all want it, me and the founders want this thing to succeed because they want it to be helpful. I want it to be helpful. Mm. So within that, like, that's, that's the frame. Mm. But yeah, for some reason, money, interior money to that, that that's another level of, diff- that's kind of where I'm, I'm at, to, where yeah. that's a bit more awkward. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so we've found something maybe that's helpful. Why and, do you think it's so awkward? I don't know. I think... There's something about money where money could be used in a thousand different places, a million different places, and it's like this is where they'd be directing it, and as opposed to other things. So now I'm now uh, I'm not only just asking them about this being helpful or not, or trying to make this helpful. Now I'm getting them to stop doing other things and prioritize this thing over everything else. Um, Well, not everything else, but but what is it about that that is so? nerve-wracking like is it going i think this is a shit hot product and like it's going to be really hot helpful and so it's like blowing your own whistle and going like i think this is going to be better than all the other things you're using pay for it or is it just is it getting them to cut off another product that they were using like is is that the part that is difficult for you knowing that they're going to be stop using someone else's product or what yeah well and I'm not thinking about this right, so I need to kind of challenge and move forward my thinking, I think, to, to maybe more that frame that it is something that would be helpful for them again. But I think that the nub for me is that I'm asking them to sacrifice. Oh, okay. So I'm asking them to, to say, I'm going to give up this money, which I could be doing anything with, to to give to you to um, so that I can use this product that you are, you've built. And you just feel like you feel guilty because they're just giving you, you feel like they're giving you money. As opposed to it being a trade for something that will be really helpful to both of you. Yeah, I'm not so much thinking of it in the sense of, well, they're going to be paying for stuff anyway. Um, mm, okay. And they, people pay for stuff that's helpful. Or sometimes they pay for Sometimes they use free stuff. Yeah. But pricing is a notorious thing as well. Because oh, then you can so say, hard. like, whether I ch- charge 20 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month. Mm. Now, like, what's the difference? What's that 30 bucks going to? And it's like, and I get to decide that as a founder. Mm. That's kind of the me coming to the market. I just mm. set my price and then people come if they want. Mm. But it'll be super helpful to maybe get have some chats to someone about specifically around um, money because this is a hard thing for us specifically because it's, we've just downsized and downscaled our whole lifestyle to make this work on no income, you mm-hmm. know. So, but to do that, we are sacrificing. We don't you know, really buy coffees, we don't buy dinners, we don't go out, we buy very few clothes or anything extra other than playing this. <laughs> we just stay home and drink water. <laughs> yeah. Other than, well, we buy You know, one pair of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. But we have decided to, you know, just go really slim 
yeah. kind of yeah. lifestyle because yeah. we want to prioritize being able to be entrepreneurial. So we don't need that money as such, but it would make life a lot more easy. <laughs> but most people, well, I guess there's a lot of people that would be like, I need to start making this kind of margin mm-hmm. to, you know, get by and cover all my mm. overhead. So it's easy for them to know where to start setting their their, yeah. their um charging, whatever you'd call yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different. How do we ideas even make that around. idea up? Yeah, and, and I've kind of listened to a lot of different thoughts and views around money. Like you can you can you can charge based on how much you think it's worth to people, like how much time of theirs is saving, and it's calculated on a general like sense of how much they'd value the time per hour. So it's value-based pricing. You can charge it against competitors. So if there's other competitors like feedback tools, and that's mm. probably important to know how it would b- b- play in that area. Mm. But then depending on how you change the product, it might not become primarily a feedback tool yeah. or something. It's framed something different. So there's a there's And a also lot because like, we're not even necessarily interested in making the most amount of money that we can on this product because it's just not yeah. the way that we've, we're wired or want yeah. to operate yeah. just... that, and that's a factor into it like is that um, you want to price it also enough that it actually makes it feasible for us to keep doing it mm. uh, keep doing the project at all um, and often I think customers don't mind paying like I, I find myself personally if I don't pay for a tool if I don't see a clear business model and how a tool operates I probably won't use it because I know that it's not necessarily going to stay around mm. so there's all that that goes into it but when it boils down to it when you're on you're in an email and you're talking to one person. Um, there's all the theories. <laughs> and there's like just the awkwardness of actually asking <laughs> in that moment. But um, yeah, I think this is just the, the next stage I'm at and I'll have to figure this out and start to um, think about it more and, and figure out how I, how I want to approach it um, based on all these different ideas about pricing. Mm. But yeah, so that that's a factor. Um but um, yeah. So I think from here it's gonna be um, yeah. I'm 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 at least getting a clarity on this what this area is, and I'll probably spin up maybe another prototype to add to the mix, just around feedback and how and with that broader question of how do you start a good conversation mm. with one of your customers, and ideally one of those customers that is not necessarily gonna start a conversation with you, and on what basis would you start it with a person? Um, Knowing also that people don't want to always talk to founders. Mm. <laughs> and there's, I think, a subset of people that do want to have some influence on where the product goes. And it's, it could be partly about finding those people. Or, so I don't know. There's something in there that I just want to keep kind of digging into. Um, and I'm sure there'll be lots that you still need to dig into. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, it is that, uh, it's a thousand decision. I've got this kind of thought. People talk about a million dollar idea as though that you come across one big decision and you're like, that's the thing. And then... Once I've it's once I've got that fun. idea, everything else is um, everything else is just implementation. But I kind of think mm. of this phrase that it's a million dollar ideas. <laughs> just, oh yeah. You just you just got a million one dollar uh, ideas. Yeah, decisions to get right, and then slowly mm. the whole thing starts to build up to be something coherent and beautiful and helpful. And mm. so um, we're yeah. on the path. <laughs> yeah. No. To, anyway, we should wrap it up. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's it for the week. So we'll see what happens tonight in terms of lockdown for the next few while, but we might be... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, 
yeah, onward. Mm-hmm. Cool. Till next week. Alrighty.